Hello, everybody, and welcome to Heads Must Roll, a D&D actual play podcast set in a world of tyranny, corruption, revenge, and vigilante justice. Each of our heroes has had a life-altering brush with corruption in their past. Because of their troubled pasts, our heroes were approached by a stranger who invited them to join an underground secret society of vigilante outcasts. The goal of the secret society is to expose and disrupt tyranny and corruption in the government. These are their adventures. That's my acting degree at work. I like it. So we'll go ahead and uh, start by introducing our characters, starting with me. Hello, my name is Jake, and I am playing a halfling bard named Ansley and Mugwood, a.k.a. Ingus the Clown. In a nutshell, he is an aspiring clown with anger issues. He is about three feet tall with severe acid burns all over his whole body, um, and he hides his disfigurements behind clown makeup, masks, and prosthetics. He was born into an extremely wealthy halfling family. His father is a high-ranking legal advisor for the courier service out of Ham Tham. Um, he grew up a spoiled, rich, handsome playboy, socialite, and party animal. And during his partying days, he got addicted to street drugs, um, and it completely took over his life. His addiction was an embarrassment to his family, and his family ordered to have him killed. Um, he was kidnapped, and the thugs who tried to kill him sealed him in a barrel of acid and rolled him down a hill and left him for dead. Thankfully, a few minutes later, he was rescued by a traveling circus. Um, he moved in with the traveling circus and they healed him. And after he was mostly healed, he joined the circus and started training as a clown. After a couple years, he became a very prominent clown with the circus. But during a specific performance where he was asked to crawl inside a barrel, he had a PTSD attack and freaked out and accidentally set the entire circus tent on fire. As a result, the ringmaster of the circus kicked him out. And now he is a street performer trying to make his way through the world um, until he was invited to join the secret society. And next, uh, Kurt. My name is Kurt and I'm playing Ruben Larinus. My character comes from a noble background. My family has been uh, big in mining. That's where we made our fortune. When I was a teenager, I fell in love with the heir to another rival noble family, and my family forbade it. And that was the beginning of my character's rebellion against the upper echelons that he was born into. So ever since then, he began acting out in small but increasingly criminal ways, starting with petty theft and increasing to larger and larger heists to get a taste for a life of crime as an act of rebellion against rich and well-to-do, which have never wanted for anything, but have crushed the poor working folk beneath their heels. Awesome. All right, Sam? Hi, I'm Sam. I am playing Eilrith Novaris, uh, also known as Eli, a Hexblade warrior. He was once in the employ of a local noble who basically took away his love of his life and in that betrayal he tried to gain some vengeance failed and spent some time languishing in a dungeon until he eventually made his way to a catacombs and found a dark and broken sword the sword spoke to him and he made a deal so that he would pow have power to uh, finally get his vengeance and so he did killing the, the nobleman burning down the manor but it was empty because in the end, he still didn't have his love back. Uh, so now is a story of a man trying to find life after vengeance. Awesome. And Henry. 
Hey, I'm Henry. Uh, I am playing Dectrin Dec Gorin, a human cleric. Dectrin is a legacy of a organization known as the Scourge Purgers. Uh, about 700 years ago in the history of this world, a plague known as the Roving Death, a zombie plague, erupted and disrupted society for about 300 years. After those 300 years, the Scourge Purgers was formed and was able to march all the zombies into the sea. Now, Deck grew up hearing stories about his ancestor, Declan Gorin, who was one of the original members of the group, and his father, who also served with the Scourge Purgers. He grew up and uh, eventually decided to join the Purge himself, much to the delight of his father. And he went to the city of the Kingdom of Fuglos, rather, uh, where the local or the closest organizational branch of the Scourge Purgers was. Dectrin was taught magic. Most of his fellow recruits learned general healing magic, but Dectrin awoke a sort of more tempestuous magic, so storms, lightning, all that sort of stuff. So he graduated the organization, started working in the southern continent, and over time started to find less and less joy out of his work, which was different than the stories he had heard. More of the Scourge Purge's work in the present day was devoted to helping the populace, repairing damages, healing folks, instead of the almighty goal of killing all the zombies. Eventually, it came to a head when he discovered this zombie sludge patch, as the, the mass of zombies in the ocean was, was referred to. He was surprised to find out that the higher-ups in the organization knew about this, but had done nothing about it. Dectrin believed that there was a better way to get rid of the zombie sludge patch and prevent the zombies that would occasionally sweep up onto the land and hurt coastal villagers than just leaving them out into the sea forever. So he returned to the organizational command, made a request for things to change, they were sympathetic to his plight, but they ultimately decided that there was nothing, no better solution, not, not one that Deck posed anyway. So they denied his, requ his request, and he decided to resign. They denied that request. He almost gave into his anger and used his magic on the organizational commanders, but ultimately calmed himself enough some that he was able to flee, and he is currently a man on the run uh, from an organization that he believes is not inherently evil, just misguided, and he wants to try and find a way to destroy all the zombies and make people's lives truly better. So, that's me. Awesome. So now we've met our players and our characters, and we'll hand it over to our DM for this session, Eric. All right, I'm Eric, and I'll be the dungeon master for this session. And I'm really excited to, to get this started. So awesome. if everyone's ready, we can begin. Let's do it. You awaken to the smell of blood, wet straw, and animal feces. Your body is swollen and aches from the beating it just took. And your eyes open, or as your eyes open, you realize that you're in the back of some sort of reinforced prisoner carriage that was probably once meant for animals, but now slightly modified, although not cleaned, and now meant for humanoid passengers. Your wrists and ankles ache, and you realize that you are bound in manacles with your hands behind your back. You are left with nothing but your undergarments currently. There are others in the wooden holding cell with you. Three faces you remember briefly meeting before you realize that you are surrounded, and the one other face you don't recognize sitting in the corner of the carriage. Just yesterday, you were approached by someone you'd never met before, but somehow knew who you were. They knew of your struggles, knew of how you were wronged by others in your life, and knew how the sharp sting of corruption and betrayal had affected you. This person gave you an opportunity to prove yourself by completing one task, and you would be able to join a secret group, a group of vigilantes dedicated to the destruction of corruption and villainy wherever it was found. A message was supposed to be sent to you the next day, the stranger then left as quickly as he had appeared. That night, a ghostly female voice called out from the darkness the directions for the task. The job was supposed to be simple. 
Meet at the Standing Stone outside of the city of Bespofus, west of the last farm with the sunflowers and north of the large oak on the hill, the one with the worn-out nooses still attached. The cryptic directions seemed clear enough. There, you would be given further directions. Ultimately, there was supposed to be an abandoned barn that drug smugglers used as a storage before bringing the drugs into the city. You were to burn down the barn and return to a gnome named Grom at the full mast, an inn on the docks district along the shores of Lake Flaxador in Bespofus. If you succeeded, the flames of the barn were to be seen from an observer back in the city that was monitoring your progress. On the floor of the carriage, as consciousness slowly returns to you and your mind clears, you remember finding the standing stone uh, along with three other strangers there as soon as you arrived. But before there was time for introductions, you realized that you were surrounded. There were dozens of them, lightly armored but heavily armed, with tusks coming out of each one of their faces. You and the three others were able to drop a few of their numbers but were quickly beaten unconscious. As you regain consciousness, consciousness now in the carriage, you can hear several of the gravelly voices of your captors outside the creaking of the carriage as it rolls down the road. There's one unfamiliar face too, a lean young man in a black silk robe sitting in the corner. His hair uh, long and red like fire tumbles past his shoulders and his head is currently pointed up at the ceiling, eyes closed, possibly napping. Now you are fully conscious, although face down in the dirtied straw. Uh, as you have just reached consciousness, you have one hit point, but have completed a short rest in your time in the carriage. Roll one hit dice and add your constitution bonus to see how many hit points you regain. In fifth edition, if you complete a short rest, which is about an hour of downtime, you can spend hit dice equal to your level uh, to regain back hit points. So you may be able to fully recover at, at first level. Ooh, I did. I got All right. a plus one, so I'm back to full. Okay. Five plus one, so I'm at six. Six. I got two plus one, so I am at five. All the right, bar, so that bar, is your... The bard is the hardiest one right now. Huh? <laughs> yeah, you got quick recovery. He's a tough bard. So everyone has regained consciousness at about the same time. And you have the hit points that we just rolled for, and you're now able to look around the carriage and you're fully aware of where you are. And from the sounds of it, there are guards that are kind of walking and talking to each other alongside. Are there like slits or windows that we can like peer out of? There are no windows, but the carriage is poorly made. So at looking, you can kind of look through some of the, the board planks okay. and you'd be able to see out just a little bit can um, I maybe do like a perception just to like see or do i know what the, like the race of the people that put us in here were yeah so as you try to peek through the holes it's kind of tough to see through the planks so make a perception check with disadvantage that's oh. uh, six plus uh one so seven i did not do well Seven, so you can't see much. So it's nighttime outside, and you can see kind of like some shadowy figures walking alongside you, and you can see that there's kind of some moonlight shining from outside, so it's faintly lit, but you can't tell the race of your captors, and you can kind of just hear some mumbling uh, of their voices, but they sound gruff. Can I sit up or move Ab at all? Absolutely. With these manacles, so you're... Your hands are chained behind your back, and then there's a connecting chain that goes down to where your ankles are also bound. So you would be able to walk, albeit extremely slowly. 
but this would make magic casting and then also, I mean, wielding anything very, very difficult. Do we still have, do I have anything left on me? Did they find my daggers and my thieves toolkit? Everything while you're unconscious, you were stripped of everything that you had save for your undergarments. So you're currently barefoot in whatever you had under what you were wearing before. I don't think I remember to put clown makeup on my chest. Oh no. Nope. So yeah, you've got like the makeup cut off on your neck or wherever oh you're gosh. you've got a hard makeup line going. That's awful. That is That's not, so embarrassing that is, for you. That is so unprofessional for a clown. Mm-hmm. Well these these are my good bridges. <laughs> you've got some oh, well. high class undies on. They were my nice ones. I thought we were gonna go out and party after this or something. But uh Burn okay. down that barn and then party. I'm gonna look so, around the wagon to see if there's any loose nails or anything that I could pull out and use to pick a lock. Roll investigate as you kind of muddle around in the straw. Yeah, that's like a six. Okay. <laughs> we're off to a you good start. <laughs> <laughs> so you can see like where the nails are and you can tell that it's, it's old, and, but you can't find anything other than bits of wood. So it seems like everything is nailed down pretty tightly. Are any of these boards like weaker or somehow can I like jam something through them or try to kick one of these apart or something like that? I mean, you definitely could try to kick one of them apart, although it seems like they're kind of like old planks. Possibly it'd probably take a good deal of effort in order to break through the sides. The the redheaded gentleman, you said he's asleep next to us? It kind of looks like it. So he's kind of he's got his back up against like the wall. So he's got his hands manacled back behind him and he's you can see he's just got his head back looking up and it looks like he has his eyes closed. Hey, wait, so are you guys all okay? Uh does anybody have anything on them? Uh, I have nothing. Oh. Thought it was this thought it was some purgers that took us, but I don't think they are. No. I'm a bit ashamed okay. that you're all looking at my body right now. That's dark. Okay. Yeah, it, yeah, it would be extremely dark. It'd be almost pitch black except inside. I, except that dark vision, but we won't mention oh. that. Sorry, do I have any confidence that like I would be able to whisper with the other three without waking Fabian? Or yeah, I mean, you definitely, you definitely could. You could just whisper, and also know that I mean, you really have not exchanged words with uh, these other three, and that kind of goes for all of you. So you all came to that standing stone. You were all told to meet at basically saw each other because you weren't sure if you were really supposed to meet with anyone and then you found out that you were surrounded and everyone that you were surrounded by it as you know you're fighting through them they were all of half orc heritage so they all had tusks in their mouths was one of the last things you remember and what did you say the race of the the redheaded guy is yeah so he so as you look at him he looks Human, maybe half elf. You can see that his ears are kind of slightly pointed at the top, but not quite as much as yours, Eli. So maybe like an eighth or some other kind of race, but it's strangely shaped ears for a human. Okay. Hmm. I'm going to lean over to the people who aren't the redheaded guy and I'm going to be like, well, it looks like, uh, looks like it's our first opportunity to work together here, huh? So it would seem. What are your names, gentlemen? I'm, I'm Ingus the Clown. Good meeting you, Ingus. Uh, people just call me Eli. I go by Deck. My name's Riven. Riven. Uh, who's our friend over here? Anyone know him? Never seen him in my life. I'm going to, as politely as possible, I'll be like, if you're asleep, I'm so sorry, but we just want to know who you are. All right. Are you just going to, like, say that? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to, like, just nudge him or ever so slightly and very apologetically ask nudge. who, yeah. And so you 
slightly nudge him, and as you lean closer, you can see that he kind of smells sulfury, but kind of in a nice way. And as you mm. kind of like nudge him, he kind of he slowly just moves his head over, awakens a little bit, and he goes, "Oh, you're awake. I was worried that none of you were gonna make it." And as he looks over at you, you notice that this guy's face, you take a look at it and it's quite possibly the most beautiful human face that you've ever seen. So hmm. you can tell that it's a man, he's probably about 18 to 19 years old, but his face seemingly has like the perfect mixture of both male and female characteristics. So it, his face has the grace and beauty of a very attractive female, but with the same kind of like harsh bone structure of a masculine face, all blended together to just this perfect face if there was one, as he just kind of confidently smiles at you. Uh, friend, do you have a name? It was Fabian. And did yours? Fabian. Uh, I was Eli. That's Ingus over there. Uh, deck and Riven, it looks like. But... Ingus deck. Beautiful. Well, I'm glad none of you are dead. <laughs> I, was I, I like this guy already. I'm glad we're not dead either. Yeah, we're all in agreement about that. When I have a strange question. I know we've just met each other, but when these men first captured you, were there any of any other people that were with you that got killed that may have been left behind? Maybe three others? Hmm, it's possible. Last night was something of a blur. The attack came out of nowhere and it's possible. I'm not entirely certain myself. Yeah, when I was intercepted, my understanding was I was going alone, you know? Mm -hmm. That was my understanding as well. I was never sure who was friend or foe there. Was there anyone there other than you four? I'm going to roll an insight check and see if I feel like he's getting at anything. Go ahead. Nope, that's a six again. <laughs> oh my wow, God. A, lot of, a lot of sixes tonight. Six, All right, six, we're off six. to a great start, guys. We are cursed. But he seems pretty in insistent and curious as to if there were if there was anyone else and to the best of your of what you can remember nope. it was just the you four so each one of you saw three others and then all the half orcs kind of came in on you mm. so from what you remember there were not uh any others it was just you four yeah but you were not told to meet up with any certain number of people yeah i want to say i'd I don't recall anybody else, but is there someone of a certain description you're thinking of that might jog my memory? You can, like, see that there's uh, some discomfort in his face, and his face kind of, like, tenses up, and you can see kind of, like, a vein start to pop out of pop out of his head. Mm. And he goes, oh, so it was just it was just you four. I can tell an awful lot off of my six insight. <laughs> I'm going to uh, roll, I think, a perception check. Let's see. I got... I got a 14 plus my, my plus four perception, so I got an 18 uh, for perception. Okay. And I'm kind of wondering, Deck furrows his brows, kind of the, the vein that pops out of Fabian's head. He's kind of like wondering, like, what's the purpose of these questions? You know, like, why is he trying to wonder about the number of people? Like, what's what's going on? I'm going to kind of ask him, are there, were you looking for additional people, friend? And you can see he's got his back up against in the corner. You can see he's kind of like touching his face and he just seems, I mean, visibly distressed. He looks over at you and he kind of like suddenly just snaps out of it and goes, no, I wasn't looking for anyone else. That's fine. There's just four of you. Anyone know where we're going? What, what road is this and where are we headed? I kind of try and pew through the boards and kind of come back and like, I, I really can't tell anything outside of the carriage. Dectron, with like your perception score from uh, before, so you were able, 
I'll just say that you're able to kind of like see through the boards a little bit, and then you can also hear from outside. And you can hear some of the uh, presumably half-orc guards kind of like talking amongst themselves. And you overhear something about them kind of talking about executions uh, in the morning. And then mm-hmm. also just with like with like scumbag vigilantes, and the, tra- the trap or the plan worked just as we thought. Interesting. I'm going to relay that to my, my team, tell them that and kind of be like, well, if they're talking about us, then I say we try and figure out a way out of here. Totally. I'm pretty good at picking a lock, but I don't currently have anything to do with it. Anyone see anything lying around I could use? Like a shard of, like a shard of wood or something? That's all we have to work with. How many of these nails? I guess you tried to look for a loose one already. If anyone's eyes are better than mine. With insight, or excuse me, with uh, like investigate, you can also help someone in their check. Mm. And so if like two players like work together, you can give it, you can like help to give advantage to another player. I'm going to assist Eli. Riven, maybe you can tell me if any of these nails look like a good candidate here. Not gonna beat my passive. Uh, <laughs> okay. So passive you... is a twelve. Yeah, I rolled a five. Okay. Yeah, so did you, did you have you have advantages. You roll twice. Oh no! I thought you do a bonus. Sorry. Let me try to roll again. No, right. so you get two. Four plus four. Sixteen. <laughs> Sixteen. Okay, so sixteen. So you, Angus kind of helps you kind of like scratch around in the straw looking for kind of a loose nail, and you find one like bent one that's just kind of sticking out kind of towards like the middle of the carriage. Uh, I'm going to use my manacles to try and leverage it out. I don't know what to roll for that, but use sleight of hand. I could I could use my bardic inspiration right away, right? I can give him bardic inspiration. You could. Let's. I would say make. Either like dex, dex or strength. And then uh, Ingus, if you want to give him some inspiration, you can on his check to see if, because with dex, you could f- try to finesse it out or strength, just like rip it out. I'm going to grab his manacles and try and help him. I'll, I'll hold off on bright inspiration. I'll let, I'll let people help each other first. So the whole thing with, with advantages versus disadvantages, is that the same as proficiency? So if I'm proficient in a certain skill, does that mean I have an advantage in it, which means I can roll? Nope. So with... Proficiency, if you're proficient in something, that means you just add your proficiency bonus to it. Gotcha. So say if you're proficient like in a skill, you then add like your proficiency bonus to like all the checks in that skill. So in this case, since Eli is trying to like get it out himself, Riven, I'm not going to allow you to be able to help because I don't exactly know how that would work in this case. But Ingus, if you wanted to supply some inspiration, you definitely could. Give you like a really creepy wide smile, put my hands through my chin and be like, you are so strong. And then you have, what is it? Uh, you can add a D6 to your roll. Oh, wow. I always knew I was pretty strong, but I got a 17. Did you add the D6? Yeah, it only came out to a two. <laughs> oh, okay, so you, had that, you added that extra two. Yeah. Okay, so there's something about that creepy smile that just really helps you find like an edge <laughs> on that nail and you're able to get it under there and just go and pop it like right out of the carriage. And so now kind of rolling around on the ground, you're able to, there is a kind of a bent nail. What skill check is it to pick a lock? That sleight of hand? Yes. All right, I'm gonna try and pick the lock. Okay, so since your hands were bound, try to pick the lock with disadvantage. This should go well. (laughs) (laughs) Another six, huh? Oh no, Um, 16 plus four is a 20. 
Wow, <laughs> is right. Okay, <laughs> so you somehow are able to wedge this wide nail into like the holes in the manacles behind your back, and it just pops, and you get the your hand manacles loose. So your hands are now freed, but your feet are still bound. Well, at least someone has their hands free. That's good. Yep. So you're right. Yeah. Hands are I free. will try to unmanacle my feet. Yeah. Two plus four. Wait, two plus so six total. Yeah. <laughs> All right. This one didn't quite go so well. So with this one, the the nail just does not fit into the holes in these manacles. So there must have been, the ones on your hands must have been just poorly made enough that you were able to jam a rusty nail in there and pop them open. <laughs> With these right. ones, apparently the, the foot ones were a little better made. Yeah, right. what about what about these? Yeah, I'm going to start going around. So I'm going to, Eli is right next to me. I'm going to try and pick his lock for his hands. Four plus four is eight. Wow. Nope. Not quite. I'm assuming deck 15 plus four is 19. Can't quite get it open. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, wow. Ingus, let's give you a whirl. Let's do it. Nope. Wow. Also, know that you're using a rusty nail. So <laughs> it's, oh, it's, it's a little bit harder than what it would normally be given your actual <laughs> locks, but you're kind of getting you're kind of getting the hang of it. You, you had the beginner's luck on the first one. I'm going to ask if he's if he'll hand me the rusty nail and I want to try my own locks. Best of luck to you. All right. Well, thank you for trying, Riven. I rolled. Ooh, God damn it. Uh, a seven plus five—that's not gonna work. Nope. And you, as you're kind of fiddling around with this with this nail, you are not sure how Riven did that to open up the ones <laughs> on his hands. So you're impressed. not sure how that's possible because that nail is not fitting into that into like the keyhole in there at all. <laughs> let me uh, let me give it a try here. <laughs> We're all going for it. Got nothing there. If the rogue can't do it. You might as well see if everyone else can do it at disadvantage. <laughs> So it's at disadvantage. Slide of hand at disadvantage. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Twelve. No. Yeah. How did you fit this nail in the hole? I mean, did you really put the good. flat end first or the pointy end first? <laughs> it doesn't even work. <laughs> well, just keep trying. He found a way. Jack, you want to try? I shake my head. No, I've seen you three try, and I don't believe I'd have any greater <laughs> luck than any of you fine gentlemen. All right. Well, Riven, you want to hang on to the nail and just hide it for now or something? So in terms sure. of um, spellcasting, you said anything that involves our hands we can't do, but if there's something... What does the V, S, and M stand for? Vocal? Verbal, semantic, and material. So with certain spells, you can... You, there's only like a verbal component, but most have at least verbal and somatic, where you need both like sound and then like physical, the ability to move. There's a driver of this carriage, I'm assuming, right? Yes. You would assume. I want to try casting... Dissonant whispers on the driver, because that's only a verbal. I'm not sure. Or if I have to have seen him before, to, right? Yeah, I think it might. You might need to have him in your line of sight, so you can kind of hear kind of some of the grumbling again of the voices of the guys in the front that are driving the carriage. Seems like, from what it sounds like, there's probably two of them up front. Can I maybe at least try to like peek through a hole to see if I can visualize them? What if you yes. could just converse with them, right? If they can hear you, that's all that's necessary. I think so, but I, th I think to target someone that you would need to have them in your line of sight. I'm going to start by trying to find a hole and peek through to see if I can see a driver. So yeah, so roll perception or investigate, I would say, to try to find like a hole that's big enough that you could find uh, to see the, 
one of the drivers in the front. I'm equally bad at both. Let's see. I can give myself bardic inspiration, maybe. Can I think I so, yeah. I'm going to inspire myself because I'm considering this a critical moment. So I'm just going to like take deep, calming performer breaths and be like, you can do this. You can do this. Ooh, 19 plus 3 plus 1. 23. Ooh. And that was to kind of like find like a hole in order to see the... If I can visualize Drivers? the driver, yeah. Okay, so you find kind of like there's like a somewhat wide crack that you're able to find and you can kind of see the side. You can see like the leg of the driver at the front and you can also kind of see out the front. You can see there's like two horses that are pulling this carriage down the road and way in the distance, you can kind of see the lights of Best Bofus. So it looks like you are driving towards Best Bofus. I am going to like stick my face in the crack and cast dissonant whispers on who I perceive to be the driver. Okay. So with that one guy you can you can see him and you're gonna kinda put your lips kinda up to uh the crack and start whispering through there. So disparate dissonant whispers, what's the effect of that? Target must make a wisdom saving throw. On a failed save, he takes 3d6 psychic damage and must immediately use a reaction to move as far as its speeds allows away from me. So it's basically a, I'm That's like awesome. casting whispers into his brain that scares him so much <laughs> that he takes damage. Excellent. All right, and you begin to whisper, and that's a wisdom. And then what is your like saving throw? Your spell save DC. My spell save DC is 13. And so the whispers, the guy that you were targeting, he's talking to another guy that sounds like there's another guy right next to him. And you start kind of whispering through just to him. And he kind of like looks down. He goes, wait, what's that? And roll for damage as the whispers apparent sounds like they hit. Eight. Okay. And then he has to move um, as fast fast as he can away from you? I think that's right, yeah. So he has to try and move away from the whispers, so he needs to try and speed away from, as far as he can go away from the whispers. Okay, and so through the the crack, I suppose your mouth is up to it right now, (laughs) you speak these whispers, you can feel kind of the magic coming out of you, and the guy just stands up, drops the reins, starts screaming, and jumps off the side of the wagon and you can hear the other guys so the wagon just kind of suddenly lurches to a stop and like all the other guards are kind of like talking to each other like wait what the hell's going on what are you doing as this guy goes ah and just running and screaming like into off the road as fast as he can what just happened yeah i'd like to know as well and so he just kind of like books it off the side of the wagon and the other guards are surprised by this and they go Gargash, what are you doing? What is, what's going, what's going on? Just like, and a couple other guys are like, wait, did you hear that? Hey, keep it down in there. And you can hear this like slamming of fists up against the side of the wagon. And I'm gonna go, what the hell's going on out there? Let us out. It goes quiet, quiet down in there. We're as taking as you I, back, back to Best Bofus. We're gonna skin you alive in the morning. I like <laughs> say, there's something evil crazy I, going on in here. You won't be able to kill us. It's gonna kill us first. Wait, say it again? So you said there's something crazy going on in there? Yeah, like I said, there's something evil going on in here that's going to kill us before you get a chance. Roll deception. 16 plus 5, so 21. By the way, we're something not at evil? all prepared to fight people, are we? No. <laughs> <laughs> something evil? They're, we bound their hands. They're not supposed to be able to do magic with their hands bound. What, what do we do? And you can hear there's kind of like, rabble, rabble, rabble between like the guys out 
or the guards outside, they're not exactly sure what to do. And as you can, from what you can hear, they're all kind of confused as none of them seem overly confident with how magic works to begin with. So yeah, we need to like come up with a plan um, very quickly. <laughs> now that I've them up. And you hear like another one of the guards kind of shout to the other ones. He says, we're almost to the city. Just keep going. Just get back on there and gargash. And you can hear, you can hear like this like moans um, of this one, which apparently is the driver slowly kind of like, you think he's walking back to the cart and he's going, oh, oh, oh. Then you hear the voice of another one. is like, oh God, he's bleeding out of his ears. Oh, and they're like trying to figure out, they're going, what did they, what did they do to you? This, he goes, don't worry, we're, they'll be dead in the morning. You'll be able to kill them yourself. And I'm going to say, whatever happened to you has anything like that ever happened to you before it's terrifying let us out of here before it gets all of us you just hear slam 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 shut up but roll <laughs> deception 12 can i assist in this <laughs> just start Here's screaming I mean. <laughs> yeah well i don't want to just start screaming i want to start ramming my shoulder into one of the walls of the wagon so it starts like tilting back and forth <laughs> okay and so you stand up and you start kind of like rocking start rocking the carriage and the and guards outside they go yeah they start like talking to each other they go they go we gotta get back to town these prisoners are awful i think they start arguing amongst themselves i thought you manacled them it's like well i told you we should have gagged them and then they just start getting into an <laughs> argument and you can feel someone else kind of hop up uh, onto the front of the carriage and you hear the whoosh, and the wagon slowly starts to keep creeping towards town. Oh great. And Are we able to you, start Is there any way we can tip this wagon? Like throw our bodies if, like, we, back and forth? Yeah, if we're just like it? slamming into the wall. <laughs> you could. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is that as soon as the door I wasn't thinking about this, as soon as the doors open, it's us fleeing from them with manacles on our feet. So we're kind of yeah, but, but it gives us a few moments. It's going to take us a while to tip this thing. It'll add to our something is in here just trying to kill us. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to try. I'm just going to start. <laughs> crazy so you stand up and I mean, you can barely move your feet because your feet are manacled extremely close together, but you're able to kind of slam off to the different sides of the carriage and you're able to rock it. Um, rolls like a strength check. Okay. To see how much you rock the carriage. I get a solid 11. Okay. So as you kind of like slam your shoulder like into the sides, it's like, ow. And then you go to the other ones and you slam in and it rocks a little bit, but it's been reinforced in order to kind of hold prisoners. So it used to be for like animals, but you can see that there's kind of been extra parts. So it's... It's a little tougher to get this one to fall over since it's kind of been built to uh, resist that. And you can see Fabian kind of looks up and he just just kind of like looks up at everyone in like amazement and goes, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any chance because I have tiny halfling hands that I could like contort them enough to slip out? I'm, I'm sure that they've you, adjusted to my hands, but is there like a sleight of hand thing I you, should try to like... So you can do like an acrobatics, I believe, in order to, let me check quick, because I was just looking this up. Oh, dexterity check. Okay. To see if you can kind of slip through them. 19 plus two, 21. And you kind of contort your hands and you're just able to slip 
your hands out of the manacles and then also get your feet out. Nice. So you are now free. You've got kind of like some some. I mean, it's gonna oh, it's, it's tight, gonna hurt in the morning. Painful. It was pretty tight. Yep. So your hands are super red where the iron was scraping up against your skin, but pulling enough, you're able to get them out. Yeah. Also, like my entire body is acid burns, so like there's like that nerve damage that probably hurt a lot, but I did it. Oh, I probably hurt. Yeah. Your skin's probably more fragile than most. Yeah. Uh, yep, can so I you, acrobatics? So you got out. So you can try to fragile skin of the line for everybody. You can try to dex out of it, or you you can try to actually break them, just by with strength trying to break the chains. I don't want to do that much. I just want dex to get them in front of me. So you know, wrist behind your back is probably disadvantaged to a lot of things, but at least get Mm -hmm. them in front of me. Yeah, do an acrobatics acrobatics check to see if you can like. Do the thing where you get your hands under and around your legs. 22. 22, so you were easily able to get the manacles in front of you. Why didn't I think of this earlier? And do you want to try to break out of them or slip through them? Now, the halfling had, like, much smaller hands, but you can also, you can see that yours are just, like, a little bit larger, so you may be able to kind of finesse your way out of it or just kind of break through them. Can I try to pick it again? If pick you the already tried to pick it once, I'm just going to allow one pick because that's going to okay. be all of your attempts to pick it. All right. Yeah. I'll, um, I will I will just try to slip one hand out of one. Okay. So if you make the check, you get out of them. Dex or? It is, it is dex, unless you want to okay. try to break them. Your choice. No way. Uh, I think I have a bunch of red marks on my hand, but no, no closer to getting out of them. What'd you roll? <clears throat> An eight, but it's okay. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. so seeing the, the halfling clown get out of him so easy, thought maybe you'd be able to get him out, and nope, it's not as easy as it looks. He made it look very, very easy with his small, nimble hands. I'm going to try and get my feet out. 18 plus 2. Dex? Yep. Okay, so you said 20 total? Okay, and you're able just to get your foot straight enough where you're able to actually slip off the foot ones. Nice. And so you are also able to get free. So Ingus wow. and Riven, you are now totally free. Can I go over to Deck and try to help him out since I'm free? Absolutely. Or I could give him yeah. bard- bardic inspiration as he attempts to get out. You could, yeah, you could inspire either act. Because how many inspirations do you get a day? I have three, so I've already gone through one. So okay. I'm trying to be sparing about it, I guess. But Deck, I am yes. going to give you like some big, lovely eyes and be like, you're a big, strong man, and I believe in you. Break out of your chains. Indeed. <laughs> All right, I'm going to roll a strength check. And then you get a, to roll a, a d6 also. Then, yep. Oh, nice. Got an 11. Oh. Uh, then I roll another <laughs> d6 as well. Yeah. So I got a 16 total with everything. So you are feeling like a big, strong man from Ingus's <laughs> inspiration. So you're, you're like, I can do it. But they're they're surprisingly tough, although they are kind of rusty. And you're unable to break the chains or get out of them. Ooh. Okay, I'm going to take the rusty nail that I had, and I'm going to try and jam it into 
his lock part and then use my manacles that I got off to pound it in and see if I can break it. Okay. So strength, I'm assuming? Yes. What we did... Eight. What would probably work better is that if we just say that you aided Deck in trying to get the manacles off, but trying to break them, you could give him advantage to his, like, strength roll. All right, then Since... roll a second, second d20, Deck. What did you roll on Ingus's d6? Do you remember? I rolled a four. Okay, so nice. so keep that four and then roll another d20. Okay. And see if that's any better the second time around. No, since Riven's helping you. Yeah, I got a 14, so it'd be an 18 total. 18. Okay, <laughs> so still not able to get through these ones. The iron bends like a little bit, and you can see that it's starting to warp, but like they're not coming off. These ones are much tougher to break. You're not able to get the right angle on it, even with the help of kind of the rusty nail and Riven's help. Well, I guess the last way is to try and break this thing. Uh, How strong are you? I'm probably as strong as uh, Deck over here, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> We're all like him. physically middling characters. Yeah, I'll give you the help of my rusty nail here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, Eli, what is, what is your strength? Just kind of curious. Uh, 13. 13 and then uh, Ingus, what's... Mine's 10. I have nothing. I... Okay, so nothing. So every... most people are like a little bit strong, well, but no... These are all average. No, no Hulk yet. Yeah, yeah. average for a three-foot tall being. That, yeah, that's pretty a... strong considering, yeah, you're yeah. three feet tall. We don't have a tanky person here. That's all right. That's what magic is for. If I can get out of this, I can start blasting our way out of this, but man, I need to figure out how to do this. All right, I'm going to try and... I mean, it's the last option I have is the strength out of this, right? I think so. Does anyone want to help Eli in getting out? Because, yeah, because, Eli, you've got him in front of you. Yeah, yeah I'll, no, I'll help so him out with a strength check. Strength it is. Here we go. Good luck. Let's do it. That's not going to work. 17 and 18. Dang it. Two very respectable rolls. <laughs> but I don't know if it's going to work. Gonna... Were, were they respectable? <laughs> well, 17 and uh, 17 oh, okay. and 18. That's a pretty good strength. Okay, those are respectable. Okay, I thought maybe it was like a two and a three. <laughs> maybe we should bring Fabian into this whole thing. Maybe he can help us somehow. Like, we're all also being very self-serving and not worrying about him at all. Like, <laughs> well, should, yeah. well, his, his hands In, are free, are they not? No, so he was manacled just like the rest of you. All right, screw it. I'm going to try and break his manacles. Because because my hand yeah well my hands are in front of me so I can use them to yeah, strength right. bash things I don't have to or I can even try and hook them around his and try and pull it and so this whole time while like all this all this was going on all this <laughs> magic casting and breaking out of manacles and stuff you can see he's just sitting and kind of like quietly observing you can see he has kind of the small like smile on his face and he's kind of looking and kind of quietly watching all the things that are that are that's happening and he seems incredibly pleased with how things are going so far his face is almost overly animated and how kind of excited he is as you know a few of you were able to break through also a point of like, note i want to save my manacles and throw them over my shoulders so i can have them for later okay yeah because <laughs> i suppose yours they will be locked so you will need to like find or kind of commandeer a key to them in order to use them again. But well, you I just, totally yeah, I want the option of like a chain as a weapon potentially if need be, since I have nothing else. So I just want to like sling them over my shoulder and hold on to them. Cause I had this thought that if we were somehow able to break through like the, the floor of this carriage is like wooden also. Mm -hmm. If we were able to break through the floor somehow and toss chains down there and mangle up one of the wheels, then it would stop. 
That that's expecting a bit much, I think. <laughs> I think uh, so. Are, Wait, so is it Fabian... carriage as a drive shaft? Like a uh, because it just to me sounds like a old carriages I think of are just very basic wheels on two things at the front and the back. There's nothing connecting them as far as I understand it. But I could be wrong. I don't really know. I'm not a carriage expert, so <laughs> Yeah. Through the middle I wouldn't think so. So if you got through like that first set of boarding there really wouldn't be any like anything underneath as far as from what i know of old carriages uh i think they have an axle that runs that runs okay. through them that because through, probably mm -hmm. stability it's easier to build it that way because without it you you'd have to create an, uh, an arm that's just holding up a wheel through. so you're gonna have that axle through okay that but I don't know if that necessarily means you'd be able to like, wrap something around. Like, it's just going to be a round axle, so it's hard to say if it would work. Uh, Fabian, right? Fabian over there? Yeah. Mm -hmm. do, do you want out of your chains at all? Like, we could try and break them or something. And he kind of looks down and he goes like, oh, I, yes, you're going to help me? We've been awfully selfish this far. I mean, do you wish that I kill you instead? He kind of smiles and he goes, he goes, go ahead, go ahead. You see if you can get me out of my chains. And he almost oh, seems kind of surprised. Okay. Are you able to slip your wrists in front of you at all? Let, let me try. <laughs> and you see that he like really easy, even more easily than how you did it, slips down around and puts him up in front. And he reaches over to you, looks you in the eyes and go, goes, try to get me out. Yeah. Uh, so what is it you do for a living? I'm gonna set the chain down <laughs> on the ground first. Do some small talk while you're working. I'm a traveling magician. Magician, I perfect, great. Mm -hmm. At least you're not a cannibal, as far as I can tell. I'm gonna try and <laughs> break the chain by stomping on it, or at least breaking it. Uh, mind, uh, mind helping me out by putting the chains in kind of a, a weird way or something? Okay. Yeah, and you some see, advantage kind of, here. Uh, like twist them and get them into kind of a uh, a stress position, if you will. Great. Now we're just gonna try and curb stomp it. Here we go. Nice. As you as you try to like stomp down, you stomp down, and it doesn't seem like they're trying to go. And between stomps, you see that he suddenly pulls his wrists apart and it goes pink, and he comes free. But it didn't oh. break when you stomped on it. Hmm. Interesting. I rolled a nineteen, but uh, somehow it worked. Is it okay. perception to, like, assess a person's, like, honesty or intention or whatever? I think that would be insight. Because that's to, like, catch a person in a lie or see what they're trying to get out of it. So say I was observing this and I want to see if, like, physics and intention line up. Uh, I would just roll, like, investigation or perception. Either way, so, I suck at so both roll, of them. Roll, so it would be insight in this case. I think it's cool. Uh, I suck at that, too. Okay, I'm just gonna give roll it a if your insight as far as your intuition on what this guy's uh, up to, if anything. Uh, nine total. I'm so good. He's just a prisoner trying to get out of manacles. He's just a poor guy just like you. Although, just a weird, weird dude. Yeah, you can see, although one thing you do notice is that even through the darkness, you can see that his face is unbeaten. Although the rest of you have kind of healed up. A lot of you, like, one, some of your eyes are still, like, swollen up. And, you know, there's maybe a couple teeth loose. His face is untouched. Interesting. But he's extremely happy that Eli helped him out of the out of the manacles. It's probably just because while they were beating him, he kept saying, not my face, not my pretty, pretty face. <laughs> and, he won, and he won the persuasion check. So they, they're like, okay, we'll stay away from it. We'll just go for the ribs. So uh, three out of the five of us are free now, right? So, well, Kurt's uh, half. Uh, what's I'm completely it? out. You're out. Okay. Oh, yeah. You and me are out. 
We're still working on on uh, Deck and Eli. Speaking yeah. of which, can I do an athletics check? To can I just like flip my arms over my head and just like bring my arms down in front of me, like like from from behind, and then just like have your hands bound and you just kind of like flip your shoulders back and be able to bring your arms forward, like up over the back of your head. <laughs> yes, exactly. Go for it. Okay. All right. So it's painful. <laughs> like, oh, I'm sitting here like trying to figure it out. Shoulders. <laughs> so I, I got a 15 plus my uh, plus three athletics. I assume that doesn't pass though, does it? It does not. Well, that does not get through. You're able to get like most of the way up, so your shoulders are surprisingly mobile, and like they crunch a little bit as they're going up, <laughs> but they just kind of lock as you're just about to get them. Over <laughs> If someone killed them, that would work. You could get them in front of you, but that would hurt a lot. Is that rusty nail still in play? Uh, I do still have my trusty rusty nail. It it's still there, (laughs) trusty rusty. Can I? And that's a sleight of hand. It kind of depends what you're gonna use it for. I'm just gonna try and pick uh, Dex locks. Yes. Yep. So that would be sleight of hand. I just give it to a try. Get it and finesse it out of there. Yep. I'll ask. I'll ask Riven to borrow the the nail. There you go. Eleven plus uh, five, so sixteen. So Dang. you're unable to get in there again. Using a rusty nail is a little bit difficult. It's with hard. The picks. You think that if you had the right picks, you'd probably be able to get it, but it's just not going mm-hmm. into the spots you need it to. Is Fabian fully clothed, or is he like in his skivvies like we are? So he's not in his skivvies. He's got like this kind of black cloak on almost and it just looks like he's got one black cloak and he's got nothing else on so almost like you can see down he's got it kind of tightly down bound like around him Mm. and you can see that it's a pretty nice cloak see they stole his skivvies except for his cloak he's naked under the cloak that's yeah yeah. they did terrible (laughs) things to him that's what it is and so he stands up and you can see he kind of like puts his hand up against like the side of it as like you know the wagon's rocking and he goes, he goes back and looks at all of you and he goes, shh. And he like points up. After a couple seconds, you hear some of the guards outside kind of surprisingly go like, run, run, what's that? Stop. Then you hear what sounds to be like crunching and snarling going on from outside the caravan along with kind of like the screams of some of the guards. It almost sounds as if like wolves or some like wild animals had attacked the outside. And all you can hear is like screams, the clanging of metal and like the tearing of like flesh and armor. And inside you can see Fabian standing there and he's just kind of smiling, like listening to it. And after what seems like about, you know, 20 seconds of the sounds and the screams and everything else dies down, you hear some footsteps from back behind the carriage. You hear the the board that's closing the door flip open and you can see the door open and outside the back you can see again like the road that you came down on and a half orc body laying out that's been completely ripped in half and you hear this voice coming you don't see what's saying it it must be like off to the side out from the entrance saying this horribly guttural kind of greasy voice that almost sounds like it's coming from like the back of your throat does anyone speak infernal? No, I don't. I speak, no. I speak common and orc. Um, and so you hear kind of like this extremely deep voice come from the side. And Fabian looks back and he goes, it was a pleasure meeting all of you. And I'm sure you'll be perfectly fine. So don't worry about the things outside. I'm sure you're all perfectly capable 
and I wish you all the best in the future. And I think that we'll meet again very, very soon. And he kind of like walks down and hops off uh, the back of the carriage. And he says something in the in this language, it sounds like his voice drops like two octaves. And he kind of like walks off to the side and you can just, you can kind of hear like the rustling of grass as he walks kind of off the road. And you can see that there's kind of like a conversation between him and then also this other voice, which a much more, which is, has a much deeper, more beastly tone to it. Hmm. You can, the, the breeze kind of like comes in through the carriage and you can kind of smell what smells like blood. And then also the strange kind of smell of sulfur. Hmm. Any screaming? None, so it's dead silent out there. None now. It is dead silent. There was screaming, but that then stopped. Anyway. Yeah, we're probably in danger. Yeah, I'm going to poke my head out. Oh, I think we're good, you guys. They're probably all taken care of. I'm going outside. I'm going to move into this carriage. This is my new home now. You might want to clean it out first. <laughs> Are we safe to leave with you guys all shackled up? Uh, well, I mean, let's let's go with the... I'm going to look for a key. I like it better when we had yes. guards that were trying to skin us because I could bribe them. What the hell? What just happened? Um, If you look at the map... Oh. So the two dead things at the front, two, the two horses at the front got ripped open as well. So the horses are both disemboweled. And through, like, in the dirt, you can see that there's all kinds of... There's, like, blood everywhere and, like... Well, it looks like there's like burns on the ground and there's like strange tracks on the ground. And also even on the sides of the carriage, you can see there's like these big claw marks on the side that may have been there before, I suppose, but seem a little bit larger than your average animal. We had this yeah. many guards. I thought we were going to break out and have four. I'm really glad we yeah. didn't break out. Yeah, we would have well, been. Originally, you were beset by dozens. This was what was outside. So there were lots of dead. And then where Fabian and the other thing left, you can see there's kind of like a part through the grass. So there's like tall grass off to the sides, which is like the green. And you can see that off here, this kind of like tan. Basically, you can see where the grass parts and it's just a trail of dead grass hmm. going into the wow. plains. So that's the direction I will not go. <laughs> okay. This road's leading back to town, right? We can still see the lights in the distance. See, you can see the lights of the city. So you're maybe... I mean, probably just like still probably several miles out. So, I mean, you're on kind of like some rolling hills going into town, but you can see the lights. It's a big city. So as you jump out of the carriage, again, you can see that there's the bodies of these kind of like dead half orcs just looks like they're ripped apart. And in the dirt, kind of like along the road, you can see there's a, obviously a huge scuffle. Well, uh, that's overrun with like boot marks as well as what looks kind of like animal prints. Mm. And you can see like in the grass, there's kind of, you can see like parts where like the grass is parted where um, in several different places on both sides uh, of the carriage that looks like they came from the grass and obviously did some work on the guards that were there. But the guards have been completely mauled. Um, so my first inkling is to peek around and see if one of these guards has my possessions. So as you look for your possessions on the kind of just to the sides of the carriage, you can see there's like there's box like lock boxes that looks like they'd be used for um, storage as well as on the sides. There's kind of like hooks built into the side of the carriage and you can see there's 
weapons that the guards were using, as well as any medium to large size weapons that you had. So if any of you were carrying medium or large sized weapons, they're hanging off the sides of the carriage. Any other items you had on you would be in the lock boxes that are built into the sides of the carriage. I'm definitely going to grab my my umbrella rapier because it means a lot to me. Okay, so you can see that the umbrella is kind of just like hanging off a hook on the carriage. I'll grab my mace as well, since I'm sure it's also in the same position, so. Yep, and so you can see there's a couple other maces hanging there as well, but you can kind of tell uh, by how yours was decorated, which one's yours. I also have a shield as well, so I'm gonna grab that. Okay, um, and you can see that's strapped onto the side. And I have a set of mail, scale mail armor that I had. Would that be mm -hmm. there as well, or would that be somewhere else? So that would probably be put into, you don't see it on the sides. You'd think it'd be in one of the boxes. Gotcha. And I just realized I can't actually grab anything because I'm still bound. Oh, yeah. Room, so, yep. yeah. I'm I'm looking for keys. Yeah. Do I same. find any keys? Investigate. Okay. As you kind of piece through the dead bodies. I got a four to investigate. Four. I'm going to okay. do that too. Oh, Jesus. Two plus one. Fourteen. Oof. <laughs> Not the worst. Woo. So then I have an 11 to investigation to look for keys. Yep. And then Eli, what did you get? 14. Okay. And then Riven, you got Riven and Ingus. You guys both kind of got. I got things, a right? three. Ooh, okay. It's hard to look through bodies that have been ripped to shreds. <laughs> it's a lot of it's, blood, it, flesh. Yeah. Kind of dark out. Chunks. <laughs> yes. Henry yes, and... Eli, you guys are both able to find, you find like keys. So on like the body that you're currently searching after like going through the, the shredded remains, you find a key. Eli, it looks like yours looks like it's shaped. It's like a smaller key. It looks like it would fit into manacles. Eli, you still have your manacles on, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. But yours are in front of your, in front of your... It dislocated your shoulders. Yeah, so... <laughs> You no, I went the other way. It doesn't dislocate your shoulders. Oh. Yes, I went the dumb way, almost. <laughs> so, Eli, you find, like, this small key and kind of the shredded remains of one of the guards digging through, and you're able to kind of slip it into uh, the keyhole in your manacles, and the cuffs just pop right off. Oh, thank God. Deck, the key that you have, you can see as soon as you find it, it looks too large to be a manacle key. Hmm. Uh, Deck, you want to trade here? Want yeah, this key? Let's, let's do it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna walk, hobble over, kind of with the <laughs> key in my hands behind. No, no, no. I'll, I'll, I'll come to you. I'll come to you. Over, you still have it behind your back. Yeah, I'll, I'll come to you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you just hop on over. You can use that key just to pop open the cuffs. All right. Yep. So you can just pop those cuffs off, and I think at this point everyone is free uh, of their manacles. Woo! Awesome. Thank okay. you for releasing me, Eli. I appreciate it. Is is my sword hanging off the side of the... Yep. Um, so, yep, so your sword would be kind of like hanging off with like some other swords that are kind of built in. Kind of like, you know, they have like, people have gun racks at their house. Uh -huh. Those kind of like wooden hooks. That's kind of like how they have like weapons just yeah. kind of like hanging off the sides. I, I also... You're able to find your weapon on there, Sam. Yes. Eli. I also... Oh, Glad yeah, your, you. your lady sword. I also, I used to have a dagger. I don't care what dagger I grab. I just want to recover one and a short bow of some sort. I don't care if it's the same one I had before or not. Yeah, I had a couple okay. of daggers. I'm going to rearm. I mean, we just get all our weapons back or we... So the yeah. daggers, 
are not put onto the sides. So you're thinking with like the small oh, stuff that that's probably in like the lock boxes. But with the key that deck has, that looks like it's about the right size to fit into the padlock that's to the lock boxes on the sides of the carriage. Okay, I'm gonna start just using the key and going over the lock box. So I'll do the two on my side. What there are, how many are there on each side? So there's two on each side. Okay, then yeah, I'll do the two on the side that I'm on now, and then I'll I'll hop the other side and do the same thing over there. So how are these half orcs armed and armored? They were lightly armored. So some of them had just kind of like heavy cloth armor. Other ones had just like leather on them. So there wasn't much. None of them are really wearing like heavy stuff. Maybe like the heaviest one maybe has like studded leather, um, but mm-hmm. nothing really big, but they've got big weapons. So you can see that they had like broadswords, some had hammers, some just had like nasty clubs. So the one who had studded leather, can I salvage that armor? So as you look at it, it would probably need a little bit of repair, but you probably could salvage it for less than what it would be to uh, make a new one. All right, I'm gonna take it off his corpse. So you can add, yeah, put put down like damaged studded leather because it is like long. it is like ripped in half, if not worse. It's kind of in tatters. So deck, you're over and you're kind of popping open the lock boxes, right? Yeah, yeah. I popped over the two on my side, and I'm gonna pop over the two on the other side. Okay. And so you pop open the two on the other side, and so deck. Deck, I want you to position yourself along like one of the sides of the wagon. Sure. I at first I was gonna be just I open the locks and then come back to the middle and kind of just examine what okay. I something's gonna happen as soon as you finish that last lock. Before I well, unlock the locks, I grab my shield and oh my my mace. Yep, because I think everybody has their weapons, and then with the mm-hmm. boxes open, you guys would be able to grab your daggers from the boxes as well. You guys have your weapons, but not like your bodily armor, because that takes a while to uh, put on. Okay, all right. And we're still pretty I'm naked. holding some bloody shredded studded leather. Riven, you find that on this dead body. By the way, I'm absolutely disgusted by the fact that I'm pulling this off of a dead body. Like, I'm making faces and whiny little noises while I do this. <laughs> yeah, it's sure. kind of gross. If you've ever, like, field-dressed a deer before, it smells like that, but, like, worse. But as Deck kind of pops open that very last lockbox on the sides and you guys are kind of going through the bodies and whatnot, you hear some groans that you're not quite sure where it's coming from until you realize that some of the dead bodies are starting to move. Shit. And like, <laughs> and slowly lift themselves up. And so you kind of hear like some groans and some of the bodies begin to move, but not all of them. So these are gonna be the zombies, or at least the bodies that begin moving. And so they're gonna start out prone, and some of them aren't even in one piece completely. So, and as they kind of go, I'll let you know whether they're ones that actually have legs still attached to them or not. But some of them are just crawling on their arms towards the closest person. In classic Um, zombie fashion. Yeah, but we'll start off at the top. So Riven, you can hear kind of some groaning, and you see like this, zombie ahead of you okay and so this one begins to start standing up again it'll have to get up on its turn so he's prone right now but you can hear you see that body start to move around and it kind of like looks at you as it's on the ground and you can also hear moaning from behind you i'm gonna scream they're not dead (laughs) and i'm gonna run over here 
when I hear that, I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna grin devilishly and and laugh out loud because this is your expertise. This is I was my gonna expertise. say you just hear them scream out they're not dead, and I suppose you can kind of hear the the groaning coming from kind of to the side. I'm gonna yell back, destroy the brain. It's the only way to take them down. All right, then I will attack with my rapier. Ah, I rolled two seventeens plus four. Nice. Hit. Absolutely. Okay. So you stab deeply into the already ripped up flesh of that zone. All right, and do you get sneak attack against undead? Yes, you do. Okay. Um, so you can add that the... is five damage. Okay, so that's for a that's a total of five. Well, five, five from the sneak attack, but no, five total. Ow. All right, but he can stabs into that zombie and it still keeps rising up. Goes down to Ingus. I am going to just simply uh, pull out my short bow and shoot at this zombie here. Do you see the... Yep. So, ooh, I rolled a 20. Ooh, headshot. Bam. Okay, and you you can do criticals on undead. All right. So that's eight, and then I do the plus two just one time? Yes. Okay, so ten total. And so you you shoot your arrow, and it's a headshot, and the arrow goes right through its head, and the arrow buries itself in the ground behind the zombie, and it kind of, like, it looks over to the side of you with kind of, like, a hole through the side of its head. Nice. As it's still alive and has now got its eyes on you, but about only about half of its head is left from a <laughs> large arrow hole through the side. Okay, it is the zombie's turn. The zombies need to... Stand up from prone, that's going to take half of their movement. So, Ingus, while, after you shot through that one zombie's head, it started. It stands up and begins to kind of lumber quickly towards you. And then through, like, the tall grass, you kind of hear this rustling. And then down at your legs, you can see there's this kind of, this, like, half zombie up on its arms trying to, like, claw up at you. And it's trying to, like, bite into your leg. Oh, God. Even though it's right down at your level because you're only three feet tall. <laughs> I'm tiny. <laughs> so, yeah, you were looking right into this thing's mangled eyes. And it kind of tries to claw through your... So what is your armor class without armor or at the current moment? Oh, um... Armor class was 13 with leather armor. So what is that? So 12 total. It kind of tries to claw you, but you're definitely able to dodge out of the way of its zombie fury. And then Riven, the one that you attacked on the ground, is going to not try to stand up. It's going to try to just kind of claw at you and then like get around your ankles and like bite into your calf. don't like that. Not like that, Sam, I am. <laughs> so it's trying to like grab your legs and bite onto it and you're just like stepping you're like goose stepping to get away from him trying to grab your legs but then from behind you another zombie that did stand up was able to get up from behind you and is going to try to slam down on you and then what is your armor class riven without armor it's 12 okay so one zombie comes down from behind you and is able to kind of like smack down uh, on your shoulder and you can feel some of like the bones crack in the back of your shoulder. Take four damage from zombie smack. I am very nearly dead. Uh-oh. Now, Deck, it is your turn. Deck, you can see that Ingus has a couple zombies that are right next Trouble, to him. Troublesome. But so does Riven, yeah. right? And Riven is... is yep, Riven you cannot is... see Riven, however. There's a big right. carriage, so you can't see over the carriage. It goes up about, like, what, 15 feet? So you wouldn't have eyesight to him. 
You could probably hear him because you heard him, heard him cry out, they're not dead. So you know he's back there. And so you could probably assume that if he screamed out, they're not dead, that he's probably got zombies on him. So if you wanted to move that way, that's totally up to you. All right. Um, what I'm going to do then is uh, 30 feet is my move speed. I'm going to move right next to Ribbon. I am going to cast uh, Cure Wounds on him. You're so nice. Huzzah! I got an, a natural eight, so, and I got a plus two to that, so I, it's, that's, I heal him for 10 points of health. So. Yeah, eight, eight is all I can take. <laughs> oh. Nice. You are so yep, healthy so, right now. Riven, yep. I'm feeling so good. all of your prior wounds are healed up completely. You feel on top of the world. That's great, because I was very close to running and leaving you all to die, but I won't tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have to say that. <laughs> you guys just know me. <laughs> and then we go down to Eli. All right. Move up to here and then attack this zombie with my sword. <clears throat> I got a wonderful 10. So <laughs> these zombies are not too hard to hit because they don't really okay, try to get out of the way at all. So a yep. 10 easily hits and you're able to sink oh. your sword into the back of this zombie. Easily. Roll for damage. Uh, six damage. Okay. And so your sword kind of sinks right through the dead flesh and you can see it's starting to kind of like shamble a little bit and it starts to shake, but it's still standing. And then goes back up to Riven. So Riven, you have a stabbed zombie that's on the floor right in front of you trying to grab your calves. And you one stab it again. Slide to the side. All right. Roll the stab. Uh that's ten plus two is twelve to hit. Absolutely. This time I do significantly more damage. That is 13 total. And with that stab, you kind of like you stab into it and pull it out. And this zombie, you see it suddenly just stops trying to grab onto your legs and just kind of falls face down into the gravel. So this one has ceased. He's dead again. <laughs> Once dead. again, dead. <laughs> Re yep, he has gone back to the dead state. Not even undead, full dead. Redead. Full dead. He's full dead. He's got a full redead. Um, and now I can also move, so I'm going to move one so, step over. Uh, so you've moved over in front of that other zombie that's still standing there. Yep, I'm um, just surrounded by dead, undead, and recently redead zombies. <laughs> yeah. It's just a mush. There's yep, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of guts and stuff hanging around. The ground would be um, so squishy with blood. <laughs> it really would. It's a mess. <laughs> All right, we go down to Ingus. So, Ingus, you have a zombie problem. Currently. I sure do. What is the rule about, because I'm currently using a short bow, what's the rule about swapping weapons? Am I able so to? So you can, oh, what is it? You can drop it and pull out a new one, but you have to drop it. So I'm going to drop my short bow okay. and pull out my umbrella rapier and just, you know, I'm just going to, like, ground the half zombie on the ground. I'm just going to try and, like, stab it into the ground. Like shoving a toothpick through a finger sandwich. Okay. So My character grew up rich, stab. too. I like the description <laughs> of it, too. 11 plus 4, so 15. Oh, to hit? Absolutely. Yep. And then I need to find an eight-sided dice, for God's sake. Here we go. Uh, six plus... I get to add dexterity to that? So yes. eight, eight damage. You skewer that zombie into the ground, but you see that he's still moving through like you're skewering and he's still kind of like writhing around even as you kind of stab through his collarbone and it goes straight through his chest into the ground and then you pull your rapier back up through it now it's covered in zombie goo 
Zomgo. But then Ingus. Shit's going have... down real fast for me, I'm sure. Are you going to take any other action? Oh, I can move now, right? I can still you run can away. You can move, but but both those zombies would get attacks of opportunity. Okay. Um, yeah, so I think I just yeah. have to stand here and take whatever happens. Just stand there and, and take it. Okay. Hey, we'll see how that goes. Take it like a champ. And so we're going to start at the top with Riven. So Riven, you are next to this one zombie, and it is going to try to slam into your chest. Again, which you are easily able to dodge out of the way. I'm very, very nimble. This one, this half one, is going to come up next to you, Eli, and is going to try to, like with the other ones, kind of like grab onto your legs and like bite into your leg. Annoying. Then what is your armor class? 14. 14, all right. So it is able to hold, grab onto one of your legs and it bites kind of into the, the side of your calf. Four damage from zombie bite. Ow. <laughs> As it bites in and then like pulls its head back to like rip the flesh out of your leg. Ooh. Then Ingus, this one zombie that's in front of you, so the standing one that's like barely able to stay standing is going to take a slam and misses terribly. Nice. Oh, thank God. As well as the half zombie that is going to try to grab at your legs or really grab at you. Since yeah, you're my waist tall. probably. Yeah. So it grabs like your, it, like the part of like the waist that's holding your underwear on, I guess. I guess <laughs> I don't know what kind of undergarments you wear. And it like pulls itself up and it bites like into the side of your stomach. Oof. And mm. it like rips the skin like out of your, just like right off of your gut. So take three oh. damage uh, from okay. a zombie it's bite there. <laughs> yeah. So it took its pound of flesh. Okay, Deck, it's your turn. Okay, I'm going to, having seen that Riven destroyed that zombie, I'm going to move forward a step and uh, try and pound this other zombie to the ground. Okay, I have my mace, which is bludgeoning. Uh, hopefully that'll help out. I got a... Does an 11 hit one of the, hit the zombie? Absolutely. It do. It do yep. hit. Okay. So it uh, crunches into zombie bones. All right, then I will roll bludgeoning damage, 1d6, and that's five points of damage. And you mash down on the zombie, and you can hear some bones crunching under the weight of your mace. But yes. it's still coming after Riven, and from that crunch, it kind of like looks its eyes over towards you. Eli. I am going to try and finish this zombie right here. I very yep. much appreciate it. So that one, it. You, you can, he's visibly shambling. Well, does a 10 hit? Otherwise, I'll roll again for yes. damage, I guess. Nope, 10 hits. These right, guys are then not hard to hit. Seven, seven damage. All right. And you've got a sword, right? Yes. And so as you slash across that zombie's back, it collapses right in front of Ingus. Fuck you, zombie. So now it is a dead zombie. <laughs> Zombier. The zombiest. And so if I try to move away from the zombie, it draws an attack of opportunity. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, I guess I'll stay put then. Okay, we're going to go back up to Riven. Huzzah! I'm gonna attack this zombie. 12 plus 2 is 14 to hit. Absolutely. 13 damage. And this zombie also collapses back into undeath. Yeah. Redeath. Re Naming redeath. Redeath, yeah. <laughs> re yeah. The freshly redead. Okay, and then Riven, do you want to move? Yes, I would like to run down here by Eli. Okay, and so you just, 
You down that zombie, jump over its corpse, then run down next to Eli. Ingus, your turn. Okay, I'm going to cast Thunder Wave, which is a 15-foot cube in front of me. I want to aim that cube where I affect as few comrades as possible. If possible, I want to try and get both these half zombies, but one might be too close to Eli and Riven. So if it's a 15-foot cube... I think you'd only be able to get you'd be just be able to get one zombie without hurting right, those right? guys. I'll just do I'll just do the half zombie to the south of me then. So I cast a spell by doing a pantomime routine where I pretend a rain cloud <laughs> has come over me and is raining on me. <laughs> and then I'm super sad and I pull out my umbrella and then turn it and cast Thunderwave. All right, and a thunder wave blast because that's kind of like that's like thunder damage, right? Just like the, yeah. the sound. Yeah, no, it's 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 like a force. So okay, it would like it hits them, causes damage, and then knocks them back ten feet. In my head, every time you cast a spell, Yakety Sax is gonna play. Okay, I'll, <laughs> yeah. have, to, I'll have to find that sound file and add it in <laughs> if yeah, we can get the perfect. rights to it. Right, it's a constitution. Yes. Save that they get? Okay. Yeah. Let's see. And it, nope, it is going to affect them fully. So roll for damage. And then also any effect it would take would take effect. Seven damage and it slides them back 10 feet. Okay. So that is enough to. So you, you hear this big boom as this kind of like half, this like cut in half corpse then flies back 10 feet <laughs> as it hurdles through the air and just lands with a slop. Can it be like a, a skid, like a motorcycle accident? That's, you know. oh, God, yeah. So it just drags blood <laughs> yeah. all the way down here. So, yeah, here Gross. That's, <laughs> <laughs> there, that's the blood skid as it Ew. flies through the grass. <laughs> While Yakety Sax plays. <laughs> yeah, really. Horrible uh. violence going on. And I'll give Bardic inspiration to um, Eli. Okay. I believe in you. Great. You can you can finish this task. You are the one. Great. All right. Nice. Eli, you feel inspired. Okay. Uh, Ingus, do you want to move? You still have your move if you want to I'm, use it. I'm safe to move now. Um, scaling mm -hmm. the caravan, is that a possibility? If you used your movement just to climb on top, you could do it. Yeah, that feels triumphant, so I'm going to climb on top of the, the caravan. Okay, but you'd be able, you would just be able to get to the square next to you. That's okay. Or actually, how about instead of moving, I just pick up my short bow. Would that be the same as moving? No, because it takes... What is it? As you pick up a drop weapon, you're interacting with objects. Okay. And you can pick up a drop weapon with your interact with an object that comes free on your turn with no action required. Okay, so you can pick up a drop weapon. Okay, so you can pick it up. So I can... Can I yep, pick so it up and jump on top of the carrier? The yes, you can, because that's a free action. Then that is hmm. what I'm going to do. A, a pretty much naked clown on top of a a cart. Yep, the best act of all. Okay, so Ingus picks up his bow and then climbs up to the top, and then it's going to be that last remaining half zombie. So again, kind of just that top part of the torso. Eli is going to keep trying to munch on your calves. Okay. And what is your armor class again? 14. Okay, so again, it like grabs onto your leg, all right. bites down Before into your there. calf, um, as a reaction. Uh, -huh. uh, so here, I have a question though. So if my, both my hands are occupied, can I cast a spell? I don't really know how an arcane sure. focus works. 
I know with divine spells you can. So like but with a paladin, have... you can use your your divine symbol as a focus, but you you plan on being a hexblade, so you'd have to make a DM's call whether his weapon can be a focus. I would think so. I mean, being I a hexblade, that just makes sense. Okay. Jennifer me. the sword, kill him. That's yeah. <laughs> it's got to be the Jenny the sword. <laughs> but yeah, you could just use like your weapon like as uh, your focus in that case. Uh, her name is Idril. Idril. Idril Yavanna. <laughs> that was close. All right. Well, I'm gonna cast shield. And that, that's there. a react. That is a reaction. It is, and it's nice. only when you're hit by an attack or targeted by a oh. magic missile. Nice. Okay. It gives me plus five to AC. Ooh. Okay. So what's your? What would be your AC with the plus five? Nineteen. Ooh. <laughs> As the zombie, like, just about is ready to bite down this big shield. I mean, how do you want this to manifest? Oh, well, since Eli. it's coming from Idril, it is going to be a darkened, shadowy cloud, almost. And so this darkened vapor just kind of, like, appears around, like, your leg where the zombie's going to try to bite down, and its teeth, like, can't get through it. Thank God. Good. And then it goes down to deck. All right, so I'm going to move down towards this last zombie. Let's see how far I can get. Is there still the ability to, because I have the move and the um, action, right? Can I sacrifice the action to yep. do an additional move? Okay, cool. I'm going to use my double action to get down uh, to there. Nice. Or at least gotcha. the That's zombie that. will die with us surrounding it as a family. Yes. Know? So, yes. Yeah, and so you can see the zombie is like basically wrapped around Eli's leg, but it can't bite through it because he's got this like, gray like shroud wrapped around his leg where the zombie's trying to get through and then speaking of shroud eli it is your turn uh i'm going to hex it as my bonus okay then i'm going to attack it roll to hit so i get a 15 absolutely and then rolling for damage seven plus two nine damage to it so this zombie, as you kind of like stab it, you kind of, you stab down into it and you just kind of skewer it off your leg. You pull your sword back through it and it's like barely able to like stay and like balance on its hands, but it is still animated. Although it's just barely hanging on to unlife. Crumbly. Eli, any other actions? Uh, no. Bon That's all I got. Okay. Uh, and then to Riven. Back all to right, you at I'm going to try and stab this thing with my rapier. Okay. I have advantage, and the highest I rolled was a six. Oof. You stab through, you you hit the zombie, but you just, like, kind of get it through the skin, so it doesn't really do any <laughs> serious damage to it. It's but a flesh wound. That's, yep. Um, Riven, any other actions? That's it for me. To Ingus, who is now on the wagon. If possible, I want to be very polite and cast Mage Hand to grab the zombie by the hair and lift up its head so that Deck can kill it. Oh, yes. Because that's his I'm expertise. Sure. So this no. is like half a corpse. So take like a half orc and like, so this is probably like at it's least... It's huge. Yeah. But you could tell us a killer joke. <laughs> we'll take it first. Get our spirits up, yeah. Well, I'm going to, what I'm going to do is, uh, oh, I don't have my juggling balls. Oh, no. Well, I'm going to cast a minor illusion right above the zombie, and it's going to be a sound as if it's, like, screaming for Deck to end its life. So it'll be a minor illusion of a sound like, kill me, kind of thing. So it's going to be like a, like a screaming of, like, 
saying kill me? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, and that's going to be screaming out to deck? Yes. Okay. It's all, I guess all three of you could hear it, but there's something to sound as if it's coming. Do you want it to be like as if it's coming from the zombie itself? Yes. Yes. And so it seems almost like the zombie, as it's, you know, trying to get onto Eli's leg, is now screaming, kill me, in a voice that does not sound zombie. And I'm guessing it probably doesn't sound half work, so it's it doesn't exactly line up. But nonetheless is, I guess, effective. You can hear it. It's worth it, you know. Just for some showmanship, you know. And now it's someone else's very confused turn. Yep. And so now the zombie... Oh, right. The zombie goes next. Gets, yep, gets its own turn. So Eli's going to go up at your leg and its teeth get caught in your undergarments. <laughs> and it cannot get through the cloth itself. So, so there's a zombie attached to your crotch that's screaming, kill me. That's <laughs> These are the good silk bridges. Perfectly man. normal. Okay. And then the zombie goes down to deck. All right, so I'm going to it's it's kind of grab trying to grab onto Eli, right? Yep. So it's trying to grab onto Eli's leg, all the while screaming, "Kill me!" In <laughs> a fairly, I'm guessing a fairly high pitched voice. Probably <laughs> twelve year olds. No, that's twelve year old girls' yeah. voice. Can I can I pull it off with? Well, I guess I don't have. I have a shield in one hand, so I'm going to sort of kind of do my best to bludgeon it. And avoid hitting Eli. You could probably curb stomp it. At this yeah, point. you could. It's it's All pretty right. dead. Yep, it's, this, it's, it's shambling. Yep. So there's not much keeping it animated. Plus, it's asking for it. It did ask me for it. That is, you're right about that. You <laughs> <laughs> think so, anyways? That's, we all heard it. Ooh, I got a natural <laughs> twenty to hit. So Bam! Cool. Oh, headshot. That's yes. a good curb stomp. Wham. That's a great curb stomp. Okay. Oh, and I get roll for damage, sir. Smoosh. I got a, I got 11 damage total, so, so I got two D6s, so. All right, so you line up the perfect hit on this thing. How would you like to end its life? Yeah, I'd like to pull its, like, I'm going to pull, try and, like, pull its leg somehow or, like, pull it, pull it by the leg or whatever's left of it and I'm gonna pull <laughs> its body free of Eli and I'm going to pull the, my mace up and just, like, smack its, like, destroy its head in the, in the spray of viscera and uh, gore and all that stuff, so. Perfect. So with... This zombie, it does have legs on it, but you're able to kind of like grab some of like the ribs that are left on the bottom and you yank it off of Eli and then slam down on its head. And the it's kind of like the Gallagher thing with the hammer getting smacked down on a, like a watermelon. <laughs> yeah. It's like that, but like with a head. So it's like wham! And it so guts and head debris just fly everywhere. And Get what's it. left of the body just slops on the ground. So this body is like, it's like a chest now with like arms. There's like no head. There's no legs. Like, this is the most violent scene, I think. And can I just say that Henry described that final action in such a polite voice? Oh, thank you. I... I... <laughs> I was trying to very gently right. smash his skull into Gallagher-sized pieces. <laughs> he deserved it. All right, and so that after that, you do you hear no other groaning past your own just panting from what you guys have just been through. But none of the other bodies seem to be moving or groaning. So the the threat has been stopped. I'm going to look down at myself in horror that I am covered head to toe in blood, brains, and shattered pieces of skull. It's 
Yeah, so all three of you, like Riven, Eli, and Dak, yeah, there are guts all over each of you from like that last headshot. <laughs> and I'm going to do an impish dance on top of the, the caravan thing. <laughs> a dance of success. I'm going to kind of like shake my mace out a little bit, get some of the, and shake it away from my friends, like shake it off down <laughs> south of us. And yeah, so there's a little bit of connective really tissue mean. still yeah, stuck on there. Might need a little washing. Yes, right. definitely. So now that we feel safe, it's it's the middle of the night pretty much, right? You said it's dark? Yes. Yeah, so it is like the middle of the night, although you're not really sure what time it would be. Mm-hmm. So we should make our way to the city then or collect the rest of our actual belongings and then make our way. Yeah. I think it's safe to okay. say that we failed our task, but we we're supposed to go and visit the guy at the hotel, right? The Grom guy. Yeah, I could use a drink, but more importantly, let's see if we can find some place that we can wash up. Yeah, I agree. Is it okay to take a little time to reclaim my items? I, I miss my juggling balls. <laughs> I miss my balls. <laughs> we're all just staggering I feel, I feel naked without my balls. <laughs> okay. So in the lockboxes, it has all of your guys' stuff that you had normally. So any other gear that you had is now back in your possession. Um, on top of that, there's a little bit of extra stuff that like the guards had. As far as that's like in the box, you find that there's kind of some coins that are just kind of like laying on the bottom as you take stuff out. So they're not even like in a pouch. But there's 29 gold, 52 silver, and 79 coppers between all four boxes. Oh, wow. 79. What was the gold you said? Or the silver, 52? Yeah, 52 silver and then 79 coppers. Should we be fair and split it among everyone just except for Riven, before. who's, well, Riven's rich, though. I'm just a naked guy who's covered in brains. Yeah, yeah. you guys just kind of escaped uh, a carriage and killed some zombies. That's true. And you did scavenge some leather armor, so we can't assume you're rich. Damaged leather armor, mind you. <laughs> Damaged true. leather yeah. armor. Yeah. So, yeah, well, we can Nasty split that up armor. fairly and evenly. Okay. But you guys are able to uh, get your stuff out. I take it there. You guys are put on your armor, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to suit, take suit off my up. undergarments and use it to mop the blood off of myself and then just throw it in the grass. <laughs> yeah, you might need to get some new undergarments in the morning. Uh, so how much do we each get? It's 29. Let me here. I can do the math real quick. Everyone gets right? seven and we have seven. one okay. left over. Who cares? It goes to drinks. Goes to drinks. Indeed. I agree. The drinks. Everyone gets drinks 13 silver and... 19 copper and there's one and a half left over ah, who cares it'll go to drinks tip, tip <laughs> we'll, drinks. we'll throw the copper at <laughs> at a dead body we'll leave the extra give him a tip for letting us out just keep you know, the change of good job what value what i guess usable equipment are we able to salvage and sell or I mean, there's a lot of weapon. I mean, each one of the dead bodies has like a different weapon and then also mangled armor on them. Yeah, I'm just going to grab a cloth or something and then like just roll up all the weapons into a bundle. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. You have three short swords, two broad swords, or long swords, excuse me, one great sword. Can someone else carry that? It's kind of heavy. All of these swords so far are like bigger than I am, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'll hold it, sling it over my back or there's, something like that. There's two great axes. Yep, so those are heavy. Yep, we. I'll take, because I think it'll be funny for me to drag a great axe behind me. I'll just take that for now. 
I'm just going mean, to look right. at them in bewilderment and be like, over the course of the last 10 minutes, we went from being in shackles to hearing all of our guards mauled by demons to fighting the undead. I think I'd like to leave these things behind and move on. We should definitely move quickly, but it's good that we took what we took. But let's get the hell out of here. Is there anything else that's smaller than these great swords and great axes? Then there's six daggers, and that would probably be it. They seem to have a thing for really big weapons. wonder okay. if they're all overcompensating for something. Mm. <laughs> they definitely are. <laughs> all right. Uh, is there anything else anyone else would like to do before you guys leave the scene? I'm ready. I, I, I don't think there's anything I mean, else. Yeah, yeah I'm, just, I'm like yeah, already walking away. <laughs> he's just I like, I don't want to be here. You're, yeah. I'll follow after Riven, but I'll pull out my juggling balls and do a little uh, do a little juggle as I travel. <laughs> so, Ingus, do you have like a makeup kit with you? Like every morning, do you have to like patch up clown makeup? Yeah, pretty much my goal is to never be seen in public with my actual face. And okay. I've decided that as a clown, I have three different personas um, and I have three different costumes cool. I change into. So one is a hobo clown. One is a scary clown. And then the other one is like the classy, like black and white Piero clown. Okay. Oh, so when and you so, go into combat, do you just transform into Stephen King's It? <laughs> well, if I if I want to be if I want to be terrifying, then I will prep my scary costume ahead of time. But yeah. I think most most of the time most of the time I'm traveling around in the hobo costume because that feels the most me. So right now you're in hobo clown mode. Yep, I've got like a giant green patched up trench coat draped over me and a little okay. like droopy stocking cap. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, just curious. So Jake's got that, um, Riven, what kind of armor do you have? And then also what kind of clothing do you wear? So what's like your look? Normally I would wear fancy silks, but right now I just scrubbed off the blood with my undergarments and I'm wearing nothing but leather armor. Okay. So you're going commando in leather armor. <laughs> yeah. Understand feeling absolutely disgusted about it. <laughs> okay. Eli, what's like your kind of look? Blackened iron scale mail. Ooh, okay. That's cool. um, and a dark gray cloak. We are going to be then, a motley crew when we roll into this tavern with a whole clown. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sam's in scale mail, and I'm going to look like the guys at the end of Pulp Fiction. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but with, you know, fine silk under, you know. And then, Deck, what's your, I guess, look if you have one, or are you wearing anything in particular? Well, I guess I try to clean off my uh, undergarments as much as possible from all the blood and gore, but slip mm-hmm. my scale mail over that. It's I'd say it's it's beaten, but well taken care of, if that makes sense, scale mail. Like, it's been through a hell, but I maintain it pr- pretty well. Like, it served me well, mm-hmm. and you can see that it served me well, but it's not, like, it's not pretty. That's what I wear, and I have shield, and I have my backpack on my back, and, yeah, all my gear attached to me. I think I have a dagger on my hip, and I have a hand axe somewhere, and... My mace, my main weapon, though, and my uh, shield as well. So, Oh, yeah, I do also have a hexagonal shield that I'll wear across my back when not in use. And a sword Uh, named Jennifer. (laughs) No. That's not. That's not. You're going to start a fight. Yeah. (laughs) I guess everyone else would notice that it's a broken sword. I guess it looks like it's shattered at the very, like the tip end of it's broken off. So, but you're still able to use it, though. I mean, just, it's like. Okay. I'm All sure right. the like jaggedness of it adds to its damage, you know. I was gonna say, if, gotcha. if I had to pick okay. a stab, I'd pick a clean stab over a like broken jaggedy Jagged. stab. 
But is the sword in danger of like breaking? Like, like is the crack that that chipped off? The, okay, so it's not okay. No, so it's it's in some ways you would think of it as actually a minor artifact based on the story. Mm-hmm. It's just when it was used last, it kind of destroyed the magic behind it. Ah. So it's still you know it's still a piece of cold iron with obsidian as its blade, but. It's kind of shattered looking. It's a minor artifact named Jennifer. <laughs> Nicknamed Jennifer for sure. Someone's going to take it and like carve it into the blade when he likes it. So yes, I think, okay. are, are we all ready to proceed? So we're just heading north on that road pretty much and heading toward Bezbofus to yep. find that hotel or the tavern. And so if you guys kind of like walk along the road again, it's some point kind of late at night. So as you guys are kind of walking past you're kind of getting into the towns and there's like fields and there's like, there's more and more kind of like homesteads as you get closer and closer and just the homes and houses become more and more and closer and closer and closer packed until you can eventually kind of see the city walls and just all of these shanty towns just basically made of cloth of like canvas and just like scraps of wood, like perched together with some cloth draped over the top. Many are asleep, but the people that are occupying these you can see that most of them are what would be the society would call uh, amalgamites, people that are kind of like a cross between some sort of animal in human form. In this case, there's a most of many of what you see seem to be a cross of like with human and then also a raccoon folk. You see probably like the most of those screwing around uh, kind of between the different shanties. You uh, get to the city gates, and at this point, the gates are just left open for people to enter and exit as they please into the city. So you're able to get in, and you're trying to find Grom that was at the full mast in towards the docks district, which is going to be off the shores of the lake on the kind of like the far side of the city from where you're entering. Let's head there. I don't have any other business. Yeah, we're pretty yeah, tattered, so... We've had a day. <laughs> we, yeah. We've had a, a troubling day. Although magically, I have more hit points now than when I started it to say. True. <laughs> True. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. I'm do. I mean, I'm doing all right, but I'm always going to wonder in the back of my mind what the hell happened to that Fabian guy. I'm going to heal myself. How How would I know what like how many spells I can do in a in a day? Or I mean, like I don't um, see on my. You get. Two first level splot, spots. Yep. <laughs> splots per day. Gotcha. Okay. I've decided that uh, Sam's sword is named Jennifer Splots. <laughs> That's the last name now. Jennifer Splots. That sounds like an actual person. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Um, and I'm going to heal myself for five. I did do a Google search for Jennifer Splots, and there's not a person named that, which I was kind of surprised. Okay. I I could have swore there'd be like a Facebook page for Jennifer Splots. (laughs) How did you spell it? Apparently not. No. So so now it's open for a name to use. Naming my firstborn Jennifer Splots. Boy or girl. But anyway, you guys are kind of making it through like the roads um, of the city through some of the nicer parts and then some of through more of the run down parts. There's not many people that are out at this time of night, save for there's still some kind of like looks like kind of like bands of half works. So there's like kind of like these armored groups of half works of like three to five and they kind of pass you up on the streets and they kind of they look you over but seeing that you guys are armed and armored no one really wants to mess with you so they kind of eye you up as they pass by i'm pretty intimidating armored and there's bits of brain and skull in our hair still (laughs) yeah like the face covered in blood is probably 
do we get a passive intimidate check at this point? <laughs> Just being covered in guts? I mean, yeah, that you'd get some sort of bonus from that, I'm sure. Um, when a guy approaches you on the streets covered in blood, you usually do what he says. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you're walking through the city, and again, there's kind of like these roving bands of half-orcs that are kind of like eyeing you up a little bit, but no one really pays you guys any too much of mind. You do notice that none of those kind of like raccoon folk, you don't see any present inside the city. But eventually you make it to the docks district. So this is just kind of off the shores. And you can see that this kind of like part of town is a little bit more run down than the other ones with a very, very strong smelling of fish, obviously. Um, and as you kind of like look around, you see that kind of like next to like a ship right, there's a wooden sign sticking on one of the sides that says the full mast. And it's got just like a picture of a ship uh, with a very <laughs> large sail um, sticking out of it, a very prominently high sail even larger than what most ships would actually have as kind of like the emblem made out of wood. Um, but you see that really there's only a couple of lights on the street lighting it up. It doesn't seem you don't really hear much other than kind of like the wind uh, going through the alleys. You kind of approach the, the front door to it and there's kind of like two windows going in and you can see that there's like curtains that are drawn from the inside. And it doesn't look like there's any lights on on the inside. So you're thinking it may be really, really late at night. We can sleep in the street and wait till morning. Yeah, I'm going to yeah, go knock on the door. Right on. So, uh, yep. Does this door open or not? Yeah, if it's open, we should go in. So you push on it, and it is barred shut from the inside. Mm. All right, I'm going to knock. But you have not knocked yet. Okay, so the noble is the first one. <laughs> to knock. <laughs> to try to <laughs> knock. And so you try knocking, and you know some time passes. There's no I'm answer. peek in a window. Okay, you try to peek in a window, and as you kind of like, go in and try to like peek in a window. You can kind of see kind of the inside. It's a pretty narrow place. Um, but then you hear this little uh, sound of kind of like uh, a little door kind of like sliding open of like, and as you notice about, well, Ignis, you would probably would have seen this. There's actually kind of like an eye slit that like slides open, but it's down at about three feet. <laughs> so the humans may not have noticed it. Deck, you did. So you uh -huh. noticed that slit, but it slides open. And you can kind of see these two, like, eyes, and you kind of hear this kind of, like, gruff voice of, we're closed. You guys know what time it is? It closed two hours ago. I'm going to slide over and, you know, line my eyes up with those eyes, and I'm like, we got a little sidetracked, but we're here to see Grom? Yeah, I'm Grom. What do you want? We're, like, you're, we're like your, your people. We're supposed to come and see you. We're, your people? Uh, no, no. I'm going to butt in here. Uh, a room? Uh, maybe a bath and a tankard of ale would be great. And we are aware of the hour and we will pay a generous tip. Uh-huh. That's what all the homeless people say. Where the, I mean, like where, the gold coin, gold coin, gold, gold coin. I know how this works. Gold coin. <laughs> he, gotta look, he looks at it for a second. He goes, then you can come back tomorrow when we're open and I'll be, I'll gladly take your money. Right yeah. now we're closed. We're the barn folk, you know? The, bar the, the 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 barn I have and the heat and the up in uh, up in uh, flames. Bar I, I guess I don't know Look. what the decorum is. Uh, there's a certain organization that asked us to uh, you know do stuff. And as soon as you mention that, he goes he goes. All right, just the kids are sleeping, so just 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 be quiet. Is you? There's supposed to be. There's only four of you. Yeah. Were you expecting more of us? And you can hear him kind of like mutter something under his breath. Does anyone speak gnome? Mm -mm. No. No. Okay. He's, 
my no. my gabbitol girlster he says it's kind of something as he as like little door like slides he slides shut you hear like a couple <laughs> bolts open behind the door and the door kind of creaks open there's this really short gnome just kind of like wearing like a a vest and some really basic trousers and you can see he's got this like really kind of like beat up face he's kind of he's an older guy and it seems like he's gotten to a more street fights than he would anybody would want to his <laughs> nose is crooked and he's got scars all over his face and he goes come on come on come on just come on just like roll roll up roll up to the bar and you can see he like motions you guys in and i'm guessing everyone goes inside do they all have to creep through a yeah. gnome sized door to get in just like no it's a normal sized <laughs> oh, okay. door but like just the eye slit was down at gnome <laughs> level but after you guys get inside you can see he like opens the door and he looks down like both sides of uh the street and then closes the door and redoes the bolts and he goes all right come on here take a seat and so he brings you up to kind of like this kind of like long bar so the full mast is pretty much like a narrow really like narrow fairly small tavern um and then there's some stairs in the back that go up and it kind of expands out uh, at the top part where the bedrooms are but he goes behind the bar and motions you to kind of take a seat on one of the stools in front and you see that that all the stools are meant for tall folk, but it cleverly has like little kind of like steps <laughs> built into it so that halflings and gnomes can take their seat. But most of the clientele are tall folk, so mm-hmm. got to go where the business is. Climb myself up onto a seat. I'm very so acrobatic, he, so. He goes back behind the bar and kind of climbs up and he looks at you and he goes, all right, I have no idea what you're talking about, about a barn on fire but you gotta answer a question for me who told who told you about it the lady and the brain message we didn't catch the person's name yeah she never told us or face it was more just like yeah. a, a a whisper in our brain that said you know standing stone fire in a barn i'm gonna look down at my sword and be like Adria, that that wasn't you right no yeah all right Barn full of drugs. If we set it on fire, you would get the the signal flame and then uh... disembodied voices. We heard disembodied voices. Look, we know you how gotta... it sounds, but please, you got to believe us. Well, I assume you sent the message, you know, I didn't send the message. But if you for if you're the ones that I that I think you are, you weren't supposed to hear any voices. Definitely was supposed... voices. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember that distinctly. I don't remember how we got from getting ambushed into the wagon, but the voices, yes, I remember that. The, the voice. Wait, yeah. wait, 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 wait. If we weren't supposed to hear voices, what was supposed to happen? They said wait for a message. A, yeah, a message on a piece of paper. They find you on the street and they, you're given a message. They heard voices? The voice was pretty convincing. Pretty pretty snazzy magic work. They're definitely not a oh. note. Not a note. I, don't dare. Wait, I don't recall reading anything. Have you ever encountered a person by the name of Fabian? Tall, hey. red hair, young, androgynous for sure. Beautiful, beautiful man. Fabian, I don't... Yeah, no. pretty attractive. No. Was he a tall, a tall folk, human? Indeed. Well, Half yeah, elf, maybe. maybe. I don't know. They all look the same to me. I recognize them by their knees. Makes a lot of sense. Interesting. I don't, I don't know him. I <laughs> know him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay well I, I mean we could we could sort this out in the morning listen we got coin just put us up overnight we'll think it over let's talk about it in the morning you had mm-hmm. an assignment for us though and we didn't do it 
there was an assignment. Do you have a silver dagger? Let's look at, we got like six daggers. Let's take a look. Yeah. Right yeah. Silver. We got a bunch gonna, of dead people's daggers. No, I'm going to put my bundle of weapons on the table, on the bar, and literally just unroll it. And he kind of like, looks at him. He's like, oh, get that off my table. People eat here. Get that out. There's a lot of blood in there. That's pretty gross. <laughs> no, it's disgusting. <laughs> yeah, I'm, all right. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What the hell hey, happened but, to you? Zombies. Well, first we heard a voice that we apparently weren't supposed to hear, and then there was a demon, and then there were zombies, and now we're here. There's also a prison carriage. Uh, don't forget that. Yeah. Uh, and a bunch of orcs. Uh, there were a lot of orcs. A lot of orcs. Half orcs, we believe. Half orcs. But yes. Yeah. Or maybe full orcs. I don't know. I, I'm going to I'm gonna rub my forehead and then kind of put my hand down and be like, wait, so this is not supposed to happen. So what the hell happened to us? Honestly, kid, I have no idea. The job was to, it would, did, it have, did the job have something to do with a weapons cache? Uh, a drug cache. And he kind of like looks down and he, and he goes, look, this, I don't know what the hell's going on, but that's not what was supposed to happen and he's kind of like he's kind of like looking around confused and kind of worried at the same time because that apparently was not the right job so we didn't do good well, no, it's fine because we didn't do it different. yeah it didn't really happen we, we did nothing in terms of success so did you need those weapons because we got weapons eli you want to show them the weapons again uh too yeah, bloody yeah here's the bundle no 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 get the weapons away get that out of here get the, no this is ish god what does that smell Okay. Uh, it's a good amount of blood and connected right. tissue. It's, it's and not, not important. It's not important. Look, what you guys are saying doesn't completely line up. And I don't know if I can totally believe your story. Well, I mean, what you were telling us doesn't completely line up. And there's four of us. I, and our story lines up. Your story's not lining up. I, do, do you see I it from know. our point here? Somehow you guys got the wrong message. It's all supposed Either, to be like a secret, isn't it? Apparently. But you guys know too much. For you to not know what's going on. But we don't know the right stuff, though. <laughs> no. Are you saying that we're marked so, now? What we know is not what we should know. We should know something else, but we don't know it. So will there be people coming after us? If you heard a message in your head, there's already people after you. And I don't know how that's, I don't know how that's possible. Somebody must have told, unless they were watching when, oh, for God's sake. Okay, you guys got to get out of the city. You can stay here for tonight, but now you gotta you gotta get out of here. So I got a relative that lives a little bit outside the city. He's a farmer. He could probably use some of your guys' help anyway, because it looks like you guys know what you're doing. That's right. a huge vote of confidence after what we've been through. <laughs> so thank you. Fair. I mean, we we did entirely fail. So giving us a second chance is very much appreciated. You so guys, what you know, we did the wrong job. But who's half orcs or those that jumped us? No, no, we we got the wrong job that we also didn't do. We didn't do any job. <laughs> yeah, so you were you're given the wrong you're given the wrong job from what it apparently was supposed yeah, to be. But that raises suspicion but of who's trying to fuck with us. It seems like from like what Grom's confusion is, he doesn't understand how one the messages got to you or how they found out that it was you guys. So something somehow the wires got crossed. It's pretty much bad news that mm this kind of miscommunication was able to take place. We can stay here for the night, right? Get cleaned yeah. up, get some sleep, get a bath. <laughs> so It's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah, I, I can heat up some, some water in the morning. So I'll, I'll watch the door. Was there anybody following you? Was anything weird happening as you walked into the city? Nothing followed us in. A lot of people looked at us funny when we were walking through the city, but we are kind of a motley crew. Yeah, they were probably trying to see if they could jump you or not. The children of chaos like to do that. Children of chaos? 
those goddamn crazy I I rub my head again. Uh this is if wait, are you are you suggesting that it's the children of chaos who sent us that message? Was that who jumped you outside the city? We were surrounded by an awful all, lot of half orcs. It was it was all half orcs? Oh shit. Shit. All right, this is bad news if they somehow figure if they somehow figured this out. Wait, do we do we recognize any markings on these guys or there would like, be probably some sort roll out those bloody weapons again. Let's have a look at them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna shove them back on the table and open them up and look. As you kind of like open up the weapons one more time and Grom goes, Oh god, not the <laughs> oh. <laughs> You roll out the weapons and you can see like on the hilt it has Kind of this kind of like inter like intertwining like circles, which is and then Grom kind of like looks at it and he goes, "Yep, that's them." Okay, for his benefit, I'm gonna cast prestidigitation and clean up just this pile of weapons. Very polite. Perfect. Good use of prestidigitation. <laughs> this is really really bad. If it's the what children of this? chaos coming after us, this isn't good. What is the children of chaos? They are. So it's basically just kind of like a strong-armed pack of kind of like wild goons, mostly half-orc, but they kind of embrace just about everyone. Mm-hmm. But they're basically the might is right yeah. kind of believers uh, to a kind of like a religious point. And so like those bands of uh, half-orcs that you saw would be kind of like the city militia or what would be the town guard at this point. But the problem is the town guard might just rob you if they feel like it. Mm-hmm. As I pick up one of these weapons, so we can't sell these, can we? Not in this city, probably. Uh, you got you to gotta melt, melt off that emblem. So the way I'm figuring this is we were sent on the job and we've been compromised. That about sum it up? That's what it looks like. Yeah, let's about. get out of here in the morning. I got some. I got some rooms upstairs. There's only a couple, a couple other people that are that are here. So just, just be quiet. It's probably four hours until sunup. You guys would probably want to leave pretty quick. Little, little happy rest. Little uh, sleep, yeah, sleeper room. Short rest. A little short rest, yeah. if you will. <laughs> mm-hmm. He says I'll, he goes in. The, he goes in the morning. I'll give you. Uh, the places to my cousin's place, a little side, little bit outside of town, and there you can just kind of hang out until we figure this out here, and until it's safe to come back. Staying here, you guys are jeopardizing a lot by being here, and not just your own lives. So right. again, I, I apologize. I'm not going to say on the behalf of who, but I apologize. It wasn't supposed to happen this way. This was supposed to be easy. Also, sorry that All we right. didn't do what you needed us to do. Okay. Yeah, it's not your fault. I'm just glad you were alive. I'm going to reach out my hand to shake Grom's hand. Thank you, Grom. Yeah, thank you. What are you guys' names, by the way? Dectrin, but everyone calls me Deck. You seem like a good guy. I'm Angus. Angus, are you seriously a clown? Very seriously, <laughs> very seriously. I studied for a year and a half under the tutelage of Dolorothy Gulp. He goes, oh, you're the one, you're the one short guy and you're up, dressed up like a clown. The tall folk make fun of us enough as it is. This is a serious career path for me. I I, <laughs> I I studied very hard. I believe in, in in it fully and entirely. Let me juggle for you. I'm going to start juggling for him. I'm going to juggle for the rest of this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but he watches you juggle and he goes, oh, you know, that, that's pretty good. Okay. I, I see what you're saying. Okay. <laughs> I proved to myself. Right. 
All right, I'm going to kind of be pacing back and forth as we're having this conversation, saying we should probably go sooner rather than later. Let's get cleaned up. If someone wants to grab some shut-eye, great, but okay. then we should be moving on. And then you, nervous guy, what's your name? Riven. Riven, okay. He goes, all right, well, you guys need some You guys need some sleep, and I'll be able to get you a bath in the morning when the kids are up. Other than that, just find a bed, take a rest. We'll get, we'll get you out of here. We'll find a way to get you out of town. And I will talk to some other people to see what the hell happened in your guys' case. Because also, there's supposed to be three other of you. It's very mm. concerning. That's what that one guy said. Wait. Fabian knew how many of us there were supposed to be. Yeah, yeah the pretty one? The pretty one. He has Ooh, something to do with this then. Unleashed some kind monster. of monster that disemboweled all of the children of chaos and turned them into zombies? That one. That guy knew there was supposed to be more of us. Holy shit. All right, yeah, we got to get you guys out of town first thing in the morning. I got to talk to some people. This is not right. So go upstairs, try to get some rest. I know you guys have been through a lot, but we'll talk about this in the morning. We'll go from there. Indeed. Sounds like a plan. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you, Grant. Right. I'm going to juggle my way up the stairs. Like, <laughs> you guys go up the stairs. Uh, you can hear him kind of like mutter to himself in like gnomish. Um, just a couple of things. And you can see he's kind of like fiddling with some stuff under the bar as you go up and sleep for the night and we'll call it there all right Woo! all right thanks so much for joining us on our very first quest you can check out a video version of our adventures on youtube or you can listen to our podcast wherever podcasts are found in the meantime make sure to subscribe to our youtube channel and follow heads must roll on instagram facebook and twitter